Are you a contractor, architect, or engineer seeking faster and better workflows for house remodeling, house additions, and the related permit approvals? Are you a real estate photographer that uses or is considering using iGUIDE and wants to add to your prospect list architects, engineers, and construction professionals? Stay tuned. This episode of WGAN-TV is sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing, and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at WGAN.info forward slash Momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time. Hi, all. I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, August 17th, 2023. And you're watching WGAN-TV live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today. iGUIDE Planet's LiDAR camera capture for AEC, including DWG floor plans with level of detail LOD 200. And our subject matter expert today is Planetar, the people behind iGUIDE, product marketing manager, Chris White. Hey, Chris, thanks for being back on the show with us. Thanks for having me, you know, especially after that whole cat thing. Yeah, yes, your uh, your, your cat was <laughs> a, a guest star on a previous episode of WGAN-TV Live at 5. Chris, before we jump into today's topic, tell us about iGUIDE. Right. Uh, so if you haven't heard of iGUIDE before, iGUIDE is a uh, technology solution for turning physical spaces into digital ones. Um, you know, it spans a broad uh, range of industries, but essentially um, it, iGUIDE results in accurate floor plans and, and 3D virtual tours. Uh, and the company is founded in the 2013 in uh, Kitchener, Ontario, Canada. That's right. We've been around a while. We actually just had a 10th anniversary sale. Um, Congratulations. Let's, yeah. let's jump into today's topic. So in the AEC space for contractors, architects, engineers, those that are doing house remodeling or house additions, what kinds of problems or challenges do they face? And let, let's for the moment not talk about iGUIDE. Let's talk specifically about problems or challenges that those uh, AEC people face uh, every day. Okay, that's a that's a really great way way to start. Um, I think that there are a lot of challenges. I don't know all of them, uh, but I know some of them very well. Uh, so um, one of the biggest challenges, and something that people don't really enjoy doing, I mean, some people do, but not everyone, um, is measuring homes. So measuring a space can be difficult. Um, and homes are, or I shouldn't say homes, buildings or properties are uh, sometimes um, complicated. <laughs> so measuring can be can be very challenging, and especially um, challenging depending on the type of technology that you're using. So, you know, I'm sure a lot of people can identify with um, measuring something with a, a tape measure or or something, you know, um, like a laser distance measure. Um, those things are can be great, 
Uh, is the challenge with measuring? Is it related to how long it takes? Is it the, the accuracy of measurement? Uh, is it yet something else? Yeah, let's dig in. So I think uh, accuracy is a big one, right? Every device used to measure is going to be a little bit different, and they're going to have different um, levels of accuracy. Uh, you know, there's sag and a tape measure and laser distance measures are given a, a very specific, um, uh, you know, um, error, uh, you know, um, over a certain distance um, that <clears throat> that accuracy has a lot to do with how you use them as well. Um, so are you measuring a single point or multiple points on a wall? Uh, you know, what's the frequency that you're using that device? And so, you know, that relates to what you just said, which is speed. Yeah. So measuring takes time. It can be it can be very time consuming. And you also uh, mentioned frequency. Does that mean in terms of, well, you, it's not just that you measured once, but that you've had to come back and back and back and back to a space to, to remeasure for whatever reason? Uh, it can be both. That's really good. So uh, what I was referring to specifically was um, non-standard uh, spaces. So we all assume walls are straight, but that's not the real world. <laughs> so so when you when you are measuring, you want your measurements to be like robust and you know comprehensive, right? So you wouldn't measure just one point on a wall and go, okay, well we're done, right? That's the length of the room. You would measure multiple points um, um, to get get enough data to be confident that what you you've measured is is um, as accurate as it can be. So um, and we're not even talking about like really complicated spaces that are like round or hexagons. This is just like you know, square rectangular room. So that, that's what I was referring to, but that's a really good point um, in that uh, there is some uncertainty in human error in all forms of measurement. Um, but when you're using a manual a method like a like a tape or a, a trundle wheel or a laser distance measure, um, there is that process of taking that measurement and then like documenting it. And uh, um, that can be, uh, like I said, prone to human error. I used to have this problem all the time where I would write down like sevens and nines and I'd get them confused. And later I'd look at my sketches and think, uh oh, <laughs> I hope I was close, you know. <laughs> so, um, you know, if, that, the, if I was going to say a problem, it, it relates to, you know, that process of translation where you're you're using your device and then you're you know recording that as well yes you, you added a human to the process and that yeah. makes humans just ruin things human you know? errors yes um uh does measurement relate back to the permitting process as well it does yep so there are specific requirements if we're going to talk about a problem then yep you you in order to get a permit in a lot of situations you're going to need certain uh, you know, types of data, floor plans uh, being the one we're probably just going to discuss mostly in elevation diagrams. But yep, so that's a problem. You need that to get a permit, 100%. Yep. Uh, and in the permitting process, does, does, does someone have to, the contractor, the architect have to come back and remeasure sometimes? In some cases, yes. Uh, it depends how the initial measurement was done. Uh, but typically there's going to be a requirement. It, it's different in every area. So if it's not like this in your area, I'm sorry. Um, but there's often a, uh, a requirement for certain drawings specifically, uh, and then you have to provide those before you can, you know, start um, work. Uh, in terms of the the process of, let's take a remodeling. Uh, the workflow is it takes time. Uh, uh, can you can you can you elaborate perhaps how that might be a challenge in terms of today's existing workflow of doing the design phase? of a renovation project? Oh yeah, so uh, the quality of the data that you you are working with um, 
you know, uh, directly affects your design work, obviously. Um, so what I mean by that is um, you want to have, you know, as accurate data as possible when you're doing your design so that they, um, you know, can then eventually become reality more easily. I think the, the bigger challenge is to go from, the bigger problem, I would say, is to go from measurements to something you can start designing with um, in the shortest period of time possible. So that, so the problem is that again, the time, you know, so, so, so time, and I imagine time probably also equals money somehow. Cause generally, it always does, you know? Yeah, it's, it's true. So, so, <laughs> uh, so, so one of the challenges, and, and it may not be an obvious chat challenge to, to someone who is a contractor an architect or an engineer, because that may be the workflow that they've always done which is take a bazillion measurements, then go reconstruct the space and yeah. then begin the design process. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, it's a little different for everyone, but in a nutshell, it, it, the traditional workflow is go to a property, measure it in some way, however that that is that you do that, and then you're going to record that somehow. So if you're not using software, you're using a pencil and paper and graph paper, which is fun. Um, and then you're going to take that, those you know, those sketches that you've done and you're going to take them and then you're going to translate them into some software, AutoCAD, Revit, right, to sketch up whatever it is that you you use. Um, and each one of those steps, you know, requires a certain, um, there's a cost there um, in terms of time and, and literal money. So, yep. Okay. So I'm going to call that a problem or challenge is the time yeah. it takes yeah. to go from um, uh, idea to perhaps construction drawings or architectural renderings, or may maybe to to say if if you're the homeowner, the first thing you probably want to see is some architectural design so that you can review and approve. But even after it gets reviewed and approved, the next step is to create construction drawings. And so all those different workflows take time. And I imagine there's there's a there's an opportunity for error in all that if you if going back to measurements if you didn't get the measurements right oh absolutely yeah yeah so residential commercial um either one there's going to be a point at which um you're going to put something before your client you know where you 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 want to get their feedback stakeholders have to participate in that design process so the sooner you can get there the better but yeah definitely the the time to go from starting uh, the measurements to that that consultation part yeah that's a, that's a challenge yeah and um, just in in general regulatory issues, because I I could imagine that mistakes get made and people companies get fined. Uh, is 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 that some of the problem? Is that a problem or challenge that uh, uh, in this space? Again, going back to maybe things weren't measured accurately the way it was constructed. Uh, it could be. I think that's uh, more of an issue during the construction process, where if the you know the drawings don't match the reality, that's going to cause um, issues that then have to be like fixed. Um, ah, so there the may be something to talk about with iGUIDE for AEC that mm -hmm. addresses that. Okay, yeah. so. Um, there, so we, I think we've talked about some some problems and challenges um, uh, that either are related to time, money, workflow, or maybe even just the the ease of doing the the workflow. Are there any other problems or challenges before we talk about how iGUIDE addresses those problems and challenges? 
Nope, but I can summarize though. Uh, going to a property and measuring it and then getting it into your software of choice is hard. It just is. It's challenging. It takes time. It costs you money. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that kind of leads us into uh, in, in this space of contractors, architects, engineers that are working on uh, house remodeling, house additions. Uh, how, how does iGUIDE solve these problems or challenges? So glad you asked. The, <laughs> so the iGUIDE technology is, uh, we'll start with, well, with measurement, we'll start there. So I used to measure houses um, for floor plans as a home inspector, and energy advisor, and a few other things. So, and as a real estate photographer. And when I used to do it manually, um, wasn't that I didn't have confidence in myself. It was often that I was in a rush or um, maybe, uh, you know, when you're on site, things are different than when you're at home, right? So I would get home and I would maybe doubt myself. So the, the comprehensiveness or robustness of the measurements was always a question for me. Um, so that's the human error point that we talked about. That's that piece. Uh, so with iGUIDE, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Um, you know, we have a special camera system and you take it out to a property. And when you scan, you go position by position throughout the space. Uh, and it captures, you know, thousands of points. So to that point I made earlier about doing one or two points, you know, in a space. Well, okay, you've got thousands if you're using a, a camera with LiDAR equipped. And then all that data, uh, independently of, of me, the human being, um, is stored. Uh, and so I can have the confidence that I've got all the measurements that I need uh, let, before let, I leave. Try asking the question a little bit differently, Runa, and we'll back in. First, maybe you sure. could tell me what the deliverables are from using an iGUIDE Planix LiDAR camera. We'll talk more about what that camera is and how it works. I'll ask you about that later. But for the moment, let's just assume we did something with this iGUIDE LiDAR Planix camera on site. What are the deliverables? Gotcha. So the then deliverables. We'll map those back to problems, problems and challenges solved. Certainly. So the deliverables are, um, depending on what you order, uh, always going to be with some add-ons, a 3D tour or a virtual walkthrough, depending on the industry that you're in. Um, so that's 360 degree visuals. So that comes down to um, the fact that it has a 360 uh, camera on it. I, I, I'm going to ask you more about each of them, but let, let's just okay. <laughs> we'll just rattle off a list quick summary, and then we'll come back to each of those. Yeah, virtual walkthrough, uh, floor plans in many different formats: so PDF, SVG, uh, room dimensions, total square footage, uh, and a content delivery platform, which may or may not be useful for your AEC, but it's pretty cool anyway. So um, the what makes iGUIDE special that relates to all those things is the fact that it, it measurement is part of the iGUIDE every time, all the time. It's, that's never, you never back that out. It's always there. Okay. So when you mentioned floor plans, is that the DWG or is it that something in addition to the DWG file? So by default, you're going to get PDF floor plans. If you want DWG files, um, you can basically request them. They're an add-on essentially. And that's what most people in AEC are looking for. Um, and that's, that is the solution to their problem because that's going to go straight into CAD. Yeah. Okay. So, so, uh, uh, for, for those that haven't seen what an iGUIDE virtual tour looks like, perhaps you could show us. Yeah, um, and while Chris is teeing that up, we've uh, we've done many shows uh, on iGUIDE, 
and you can see them at wgan.info forward slash iGuide on WGAN. So where Chris is talking about an example here, you can see a whole show on this topic. But it's uh, just maybe you could just tease us a little bit about what we're looking at. Sure. So you can see my screen. We're good? Yes. Excellent. I always worry. So this is an eye guide. Uh, they all look very similar. The core experience is floor plan on the left, 360 degree visuals on the right. The property you're looking at right here is obviously mid-construction. There's, you know, no uh, drywall. <laughs> if I click, I can move forward to the space and I can explore. This is useful for looking at things um, that may be of interest to you, depending on your industry. Um, AEC in particular, that may mean, oh, it could be anything. It could be uh, um, structure, it can be ducting, it can be electrical wiring. Um, iGuide is an exceptional tool for construction progress monitoring. Um, and this example actually has um, pre-construction uh, post, uh, which is after the property has been finished. And then even, even more fun, added bonus. Uh, this one's actually been virtually staged, which is pretty cool. Um, so that's not really relevant, but it, it really does speak to the, the way this data is used in the life cycle of a home. So we're living in a world that's really interesting right now. You know, throughout the entire life of a property, digitization is valuable. You know, before it's built, um, uh, during the construction, after it's finished, and then when it's literally being lived in, and then even further down the road, this is way off, but when it's being modified. Um, okay. All right, so let's take a little bit more uh, look, look at iGuide. So I noticed that yep. you, you you clicked on the hockey puck in the down, down there. So presumably where, the, where the, the camera was, the scan's That's point. Correct, yeah. You could also go to that map on the left. You can click on it. That's correct. So the so floor plan is navigable. You can go to the, the great room or the kitchen or the garage or yep. the foyer uh, and immediately go to the, the space that you're interested in. Then in the top right corner just to just to, we're just going to do a brief review of the iGuide yeah let's do it. virtual tour experience there's some links up at the top there so we're on the 3D tour that's correct yeah so um it's uh more of a marketing piece than anything else because you can include a video and a photo gallery uh but there is some value in the sense that we have um tagging real time tagging and the images are also available in that gallery um, and then the details tab is going to have um, total square footages and room dimensions, uh, which is a nice touch. Okay. So if you just go back to that, just for one more second to the details. Sure. So as part of the deliverable, uh, and this is called, this is still called iGuide. Yeah. And uh, you can get um, all these measurements done for you. That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. The um, no, no one came out and physically measured. It's all done through the through how the camera captures and and the and the product. In fact, it, it could take us off sharing if you would. And then um, uh, I I think it, it's it's probably helpful just to understand a little bit about the drafters behind the curtain at iGuide. Right. The the magic. Can you can you speak to that? So let's just assume uh, the uh, the the contractors on site or the photographers on site. They and we'll talk more about that photography process. But they upload a file to iGuide. Then what happens and how long does that take? 
Right. That's a good question. So after the data is captured, it gets sent into to Planetar for processing. And what happens, uh, as Dan mentioned, is that um, drafts people are going to look at that data uh, and they're going to interpret it. And uh, they're going to um, draw, you know, sketch, if you want to call it that, uh, walls, you know, doors, windows, uh, uh, appliances, a few other things. Uh, and they're going to include those details on the floor plans um, according to, you know, standards and whatever standard it is that you choose. And then the final output uh, that they make for you depends on what you like request, essentially. So we didn't actually look at a floor plan per se. We were just looking, is there a floor plan there you could show us associated with that? that no, okay? absolutely. Yeah, could you go, could you go, I'm sorry to take you in and out of the, the demo, but I think that that's was okay. a, a really important piece. It's all, fa it's all fair after my cat ruined that other show. So it's all good. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so, the, well, the floor plan you see here yeah. in the actual 3D tour is an accurate floor plan. So I can actually measure, I hope you guys can kind of see this, I can measure directly on that floor plan. Um, as an added note in terms of measurement, I can measure uh, directly on the images as well. That means I can measure anything in 3D space from this view. So although the main output that we're going to be kind of talking about probably very shortly is our DWG floor plans, this is a big deal in terms of uh, uh, giving you the ability to get that comprehensive visual information because you can measure on it. So that means that simple questions like how long is that, you know, si uh, short wall or, you know, how, uh, how wide is the window or um, how long is that, that cable run? You can figure those things out uh, right from there. Okay. I'm going to ask you about the DWG in a second, but I still want to go back to the floor plans because you mentioned yep. a, a PDF and the, the, and what's on the left, I don't think of that as a PDF. So uh, so download floor plans. You clicked on a button that said PDF. You're yeah, then it, oh, Can you see the PDF? Yes, right now? I can see. Okay, I'm good. looking at iGuide Home Lifecycle. So now we're looking at a PDF of the floor plans of the space. That's and, right. And this is all done by the drafters at iGuide. That's correct. You got it. That's and right. there's there looks like there's some more pages there that I can't see though. Uh, there are. So this is the summary page. So this just shows you the, the first three floors. And then uh, each specific um, floor will have its own its own page. So you can see these are all very similar because they're the same house in different parts of the life cycle. Yes. Uh, and, <laughs> so it's and not that exciting. The, 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 and boom, there are those measures. And then there's a summary, yeah. As a, a summary, and and again, everything that we're looking here is provided by iGuide. This is not the the contractor had to go create this. Nope, nope. That's uh, that's the magic of the system. The hard thing about drawing floor plans is drawing floor plans. So we do that for you. Okay, I'm going to take you out of sharing for a moment, and then uh, uh, I think really to get to the to the the crux of uh, iGuide for AEC. Is, is a DWG. Before you show an example of a DWG file, um, can you explain uh, why it's important to, yeah, if, if I'm a real Absolutely. estate photographer and I'm, I'm not a contractor, I'm not an architect, what is a DWG file? How is it used? And then maybe speaking to what problems and challenges a DWG file solves. Right. So great questions. Um, if we're coming from that perspective where you're, you're a real estate photographer, maybe a lay person, you're not super familiar. Um, I'm not myself as well. I don't use CAD every day. Um, but uh, 
that may mean that um, you don't know what we're talking about. So a DWG file is a file format used by AutoCAD, and it's compatible with quite a few different things. Revit is another piece of software that's um, used by architects, engineers, and designers to visualize spaces on their computer by drawing floor plans or creating 3D models um, that are, you know, as accurate as they can get them to be um, so that they can then do their work, which is take those files and design from them. So, so if you are um, thinking about what the, the whole point of this is, why do you, would even anyone want this? Someone who's an architecture, uh, architect, engineer, designer can't get to their work until they get one of these. So they're, they're, they're stuck until they get their drawings and then they can start their work. So if you can provide those for them, you can get them to their, their work or their value add quicker, you know, um, than if they were to go out and measure the property for themselves. So let, let me just see if I can add something here. So it, it sounds like with the existing workflow is if you're a architect and you're doing a remodeling for a house, typically that house was not done with CAD files and you can't ask the homeowner, may I have your CAD file? Uh, and so the workflow today is that the contractor comes out and takes a bazillion measurements by hand, takes many photographs, and then reconstructs that space in a CAD program like SketchUp or Revit exactly. or AutoCAD. Yeah. And, and so there's a lot of make work that sounds like it's happening just to reconstruct what exists. That's not even what the goal is. The goal is to remodel. It's not to create a, a model of the existing space. It's to do the, so, so it sounds like if you can get this DWG file and import it uh, into a, a, uh, an Autodesk program uh, like SketchUp or Revit, then you immediately have the magic. That's you got it. So the, and so the beauty of this is that it's um, uh, it's very uh, tangible and quantifiable. So if it takes me, for example, we'll say eight hours to go out measure and then um, bring that data back to my office, and then another maybe four to sixteen. It really depends on a lot of different variables, but a, a, a bit more time to to draw that property depending on its complexity. You can cut that down to to like hours, you know, instead of a multi-day project for for this whole um, process of measuring uh, and then getting the property drawn and into software so you can begin uh, designing. So in, in the case of the existing workflow, you might be able to do the existing workflow in one-tenth the time or one-half the time. Uh, and it probably as the project gets bigger, it, the amount of time savings only gets that much bigger. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's really it's hours instead of days. So it it can it can you know greatly increase the or decrease rather the time required to get to that point where you can start actually uh, designing things and drawing things. Yeah. So and presumably somebody's spending time. So there's there's a cost or at least a soft cost and and people time to mm -hmm. design. Uh, um, but even if it was equal, let's just happen to say it, it costs the same much uh, to have iGUIDE created it as to have the contractor create it. 
if you can do it in one tenth the time, then you're able to get back to the homeowner with your plan fast. That's, that's right. It's, it speeds up the whole process. You got it. Yep. So that probably translates into a happier client <laughs> and, and more referrals because you the, the client was blown away of how quickly the architect or the space planner or the yep. general contractor was able to get back to the homeowner with a proposed plan. I'm, I'm generalizing here, but I think most people are happy when, when things progress quickly, yeah. And so... Um, and now that you have this DW, in fact, maybe we could, this is probably a good point to, to look at a DWG file yeah. as an example, because if if you're an architect, you know what this is and you know what the magic is. But, you know, I think about the contractor that worked on remodeling our house and, uh, you know, he may not have actually known what a DWG file was. Um, and I think if you're an architect watching, uh, if you're a general contractor or a contractor watching today's show, you may not be the architect or the designer, but if you know what this DWG file is, then maybe this light bulb goes off in your head. It goes, oh my gosh, I can get that file and give it to my architect and the architect can begin the design and I don't have to do all those measurements and I don't have to take all those pictures. Yeah, it's true. It's funny you mentioned that because if you work with CAD or Revit, this is you've seen this, you've seen this countless times. If you haven't worked with it, this is like mysterious and, and very strange. As a real estate photographer, I, I had no experience with any of these things. Uh, but um, the more you work with it, the more you see that um, this is what people need to, you know, get their work started. So um, what you can see here is, um, you know, I hope this is sort of obvious, but there's door swings, you've got walls, you know, there's room labels, there's, um, uh, I don't know if you can, I can zoom in actually, there's yes. um, room dimensioning is the little purple sort of lines. Um, all of this stuff uh, in this particular file that you see here um, is set up in the um, AIA compatible layers, which I think you did mention earlier. So that means that this is American As, Institute of Architects okay, yep. AIA standard layer is part of the deliverable uh, from iGUIDE in this DWG file. That's right. And this is born from feedback, which is that when, you know, we had another, we have still another version of something similar to an AutoCAD file. Um, it's a DXF file, but uh, uh, the, the common refrain from people was, well, we wish it was organized a little better and that the layering was better. So we've done that. We've made it as easy to work with as we possibly can. And just, just as a clarification, is I'm a, I'm a photographer. If I went and got my very first DWG file, uh, I couldn't actually open it in, unless I had Autodesk or some other program SketchUp Revit, which is unlikely that I would have. So as a photographer or even as a, a contractor who works with an architect is you'll get this file. This is what it looks like. You won't be able to open it because you likely do not have the appropriate program, but this is what the, the architect would go. Oh, that's exactly what I needed. Oh, I can begin my work. Pretty much. Yeah. When, when people so much are faster, you um, need less of my time. That's right. Exactly. Well, so when people don't, work with these, I would usually recommend that they get this software that you see on screen right here. It's Autodesk TrueView. It's free. It, you know, you can view any CAD files you want with it. It doesn't um, allow you to really edit anything that I know of anyway. At least I don't do any editing. Um, it's really meant for viewing um, and anyone can use it. If you were going to, as say a real estate photographer or someone who who isn't using CAD, going to, um, you know, uh, work with files like these, 
Um, it's a good idea to, to look at them from time to time, just so you know what you're talking about. You know, With the eye guide, it's easy because we give you other floor plans anyway. So if you see the PDF one, you know what it's pretty much going to look like. Stay tuned for more WGAN TV. This episode is sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at wgan.info forward slash momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time. So, so let's, uh, so let's take it, uh, let's take it off screen share and just maybe talk about this a little bit on this DWG file. Um, you, you mentioned that it comes in layers. You mentioned that, that one of the layers is the American Institute of Architects, the standard layer, this uh, AIA. Yeah. What else is included in that DWG file that's, uh, and incidentally, that DWG short for drawing, DWG, yeah. uh, what else is included in that DWG file that is that is prepared by iGUIDE? That's a good question. So the DWG file comes uh, to you um, with an LOD of 200. So LOD is like level of development. And there's a whole bunch of different levels. There's like 100, 200, 300, 400. So um, 200 is uh, recognized to be a, a very usable level. They all have different meanings, um, which I don't know off the top of my head perfectly. So I'm not going to say anything in case I mess it up, but <laughs> you can look them up if you want. Uh, the um, uh, LOD 200 is a really good starting point. And we have lots of feedback that says that it's great. So there's no no question there. Um, we provide, in addition to... For, uh, so for example, for, the, for a door, you need to know how big the door is. You need to know where the door goes, but you don't need to know its finish in its colors and its material. So LOD right. is really sufficient for someone that is going to do a remodel that needs to know where are the windows, where are the doors, what are the measurements of those uh, that can just be imported into um, a, a yep. software yes. like SketchUp, like Revit, uh, like Auto, uh, Autodesk. Uh, you got it. So um, there are a lot of things included what, what, in the Autodesk, the company, and their uh, other product, AutoCAD, is an yep. example. Yeah. Um, so so LOD 200, uh, yep. what else is really significant in there? Uh, so the, the data has been formatted in such a way um, very similar to the AIA layering to be to be easy to use. So all the wall thicknesses are standardized to like, I think, half inch intervals and all the, um, you know, room dimensions are, I think, the same or the quarter inch intervals. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you're, I think you saw it probably, or it's probably obvious. Um, we dimensioned the rooms and we added labels as well. So that's kind of nice. Okay. Um, so, but the, the things included on the floor plans are, are, you know, doors, windows, walls, um, uh, all the things you need to begin that process of like drawing that property. So uh, in Revit does the DWG, uh, may, maybe I'm going to get a little confused here because I'm thinking about iGUIDE premium and, and that's unrelated to the DWG, except you need to buy the, the, uh, uh, the iGUIDE, and then as an add-on, get the DWG file. 
Yeah, it's a little confusing. I was wondering when we were going to get to that. Yeah, about that pricing. But if you're going to buy the iGuide Premium, then you're going to get labels, areas, objects, dimensions, and the DWG is standard delivery is going to include the dimensions and the labels. Yes, exactly. So the Premium allows you to get the extra room dimensioning and and room labeling. Yeah. Okay. So 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 far we've talked about deliverables being the virtual tour the uh the floor plans that pdf file we've talked about the deliverable of the dwg file um are there any other deliverables that uh, one's getting from iguide uh beyond uh, okay well so uh what you can order if you were to order a full package would be to be uh to have the 3d tour virtual walkthrough PDF floor plans. There's also SVG floor plans and JFIG floor plans. But then if you were to get the DWG um, and order that all together, you know, as a package, um, you would have uh, all those different sets of floor plans. You'd have room dimensions, uh, total square footages, uh, and then you could do with it, you know, as you will. Okay. So, so uh, all the deliverables, got it. Now let's see if we can just double check to kind of map that back to the problem solved. So um, do you want to jump in and take that one? We talked about sure. uh, uh, accuracy of measurements. That's right. Well, we can we can dive into the camera stuff. Uh, so problem. Uh, I'm going to come to the camera. Um, and I, I uh, but let, let's, let's, if we can just kind of stay at the moment on the deliverables as they map. Yep. So the problems or challenges. Uh, drawing a property is hard, so we do it for you. You can take the DWG and bring it right into Revit. Problem solved. Um, it's a head start, so it's not necessarily going to be perfect, but that's because everyone draws properties a little bit differently. So we do the best we can to make it as easy as possible and as compatible as possible with the most people. Um, so there may still be some modifications that you need. Obviously, there's going to be differences in different areas or different regions as well. So um, that might require you to make some modifications, but the goal is to give you a solution to the problem of drawing by giving you the best head start you could possibly have, uh, so that the amount of effort you have to put in at, at, at your end is, is much smaller to then get to the, the, the engineering and designing. Okay. Uh, in terms of the, uh, so a head start on the renovation process, the design process, a head start for creating uh, architectural floor plans, a head start for construction floor plans, a head start for as-built yes. drawings, a head start for design, proposed designs to the homeowner. Uh, it's just faster. So I Absolutely. presume there's some level of, well, that they're going to be more accurate because of how that process took place and maybe some money savings and time savings. Absolutely. Accuracy in the measurement itself, accuracy in the quality of the measurements, and then accuracy in the interpretation as well. So um, professional drafters uh, who draft thousands of properties are going to be drawing those lines, and they're very good. They're very talented people. <laughs> so just maybe to overstate the, the obvious yeah. is all those drawings and all those measurements and all that annotation that we looked at that's totally done by the iGuide drafting team. Yeah. And uh, all you need to do is some process with scanning to create photos and data 
that gets transmitted to iGUIDE. Maybe that's a, an appropriate transition to talk about, well, what do you need and how do you, what gear do you need to capture and, and do something on site? Can you talk about that gear in the process? Okay, that's my favorite part. I've been waiting for this, so it's great. Okay. Um, so yeah, so in order to capture the data that's needed for by the iGUIDE drafting team, you have to use a special camera system. The um, iGUIDE camera system is called Planix Pro. And it is uh, you know, about yay high. I wish I had one here. I would just show you. But um, it's got LiDAR built in, and it's a 360-degree camera combined with a, a LiDAR scanner. So um, it captures very robust uh, measurement data along with 360-degree images, and then those are combined. And those are used by the drafts people um, to uh, draw um, on top of the data that's collected. So they can do things like identify what is structure and what isn't, and they can draw according to, um, you know, whatever standards are using to accurately place like windows and doors and um, add in all the details that you would want in the floor plan. Let, so let me, this, let me oh, have sorry, you yeah? pause just for a second, because I, I want to say that we've done, you and I have done two previous shows, one, which was the introduction to the iGUIDE Planix. I was going to say we did a Planix one, people Camera, watch that, yeah. yeah. So it's an entire hour show just yeah. on the camera itself and how to use the camera. I had less gray hair then. You can go see me when I was you, younger. You, can, you, know? you can find that at wgan.info <laughs> forward slash iGUIDE on WGAN. And second, you mentioned standards and there's some standards in the space, uh, ANSI among them. And, and we yeah. did yet a different show in a deep dive. Of, oh yeah, we did. That's right. Of, of standards yeah. for those that are interested in that topic. So I'm not going to press you too much about, you know, tell us about the iGUIDE Planix camera kit. We've done a deep dive on that topic. Yeah. But once I have this camera and it sits on a tripod, uh, um, I have a 3,000 square foot space. Uh, what's the process like to capture it? How long is it going to take and how accurate is it okay. going? I know I keep saying this over and over, but that's a really, really good question. So a typical workflow in a real estate scenario might be like place the camera in the middle of the room and then, you know, you press a button on your smartphone that controls it and it, it captures the space. With uh, AEC or creating DWGs, we recommend that you, you do scan a little bit more. So it takes a little bit longer uh, but imagine it a bit like this. When you're scanning a space, um, you're placing the camera in a position where it can obviously see the details that are important. And then you're going to move, you know, up a certain distance. So whatever that is depends on the space, but it's not that far. It's maybe like five to 10 feet, something like that. Um, the difference with AEC is that multiple scans per space are recommended because it allows you to use the measurement later. Uh, you'll have more data um, for the drafters to work with. So two or three scans per space is very common. And then we also recommend scanning uh, at thresholds as well. So that's um, like, you know, doorways, obviously. Uh, uh, and scanning all, all connecting spaces um, very thoroughly. It's also very common uh, in AEC to scan exterior spaces, or not spaces, but around the exterior of a property. Um, there's no hard and fast rules for that, but uh, it's very common for people to want to have that data and that visual record of the outside of the property as well. It kind of depends on the project, obviously, but um, it's uh, um, very common to scan like the four, you know, sort of corners. Okay, um, so if my if my space is going to be remodeled in in the house, I guess for many people that might be the entire house. Um, but it, let's just say it's three thousand square feet. How long is that going to take? Moving the iGUIDE Planix camera on a tripod from space to space to space to do the level of of scanning data 
that the iGUIDE drafters uh, would like to use. Good, good. So, right. So from light to robust capture, like 20 to 30 minutes. Yeah. And I compare that to manually measuring. So some people are pretty quick when they're manually measuring. So it's kind of hard to apples to apples. But the uh, um, that process would personally take me probably several hours uh, so, minimum. So we have... Uh, super on on the capture side yeah. you're essentially capturing all the measurements in 20 to 30 minutes for a 3000 square foot space uh and then all the time savings associate and accurate and not yeah. uh transposing errors or whatever it might be and now you also have the maybe one half or one tenth the time to get to the um uh point that an architect can can begin actually yeah. uh imagining reimagining renovating space 100 there's there's In some there's accuracy some... uh th this camera uses lidar whatever that is um like uh, how accurate is this lidar scan data going to be right so we can we can quantify it as like a measurement device it's plus or minus one centimeter at max range uh Okay, I'm a, I'm in the United States. I understand inches. And oh, I'm point like four of an inch. Four <laughs> inches. Okay, thank you. Um, so the the accuracy is 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 very good, um, relatively speaking. Point uh, uh, four over what distance? Right. So the max distance, which is um, off the top of my head, I think forty meters, which is an imperial one hundred and thirty feet. One hundred and thirty feet. Okay. Yeah. So if I'm talking about less than a half an inch of variation for something that's 130 feet if i'm doing a house remodel i i'm i'm going to guess that the the capture of the data is good enough to reimagine the space and propose to a homeowner what it's going to look like it's probably good enough data to estimate materials with subcontractors that's right yeah and and uh, and then anyone that's going to come in and actually do an installation of, uh, let's say, uh, a shower with glass doors, yeah. they're going to probably do their own measurements, not rely on the eye guide. But it 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 accomplished phase one, phase two uh, with gold stars. Yeah, yeah. There's always going to be times where people are going to go measure on the ground and like get, you know really uh detailed with it actually there's an interesting quality of life improvement here that we didn't touch on that's that is hard to qu quantify so i'll give you an example so if i go to a house and it has an area that's circular and then i have to measure that manually oh that's rough <laughs> with the eye guide it's not an issue at all right because i'm capturing a point cloud using the lidar and it's just it's just a circle and then it's interpreted later by the drafters if i have to measure that by hand I have to uh, I have to work a lot harder. <laughs> okay, so I I heard a lot of geeky speak, and if I'm a, a was a little bit, that probably makes me a little bit angst. But I I I think it suffices to say you don't really have to understand what the magic of the eye guide Planix camera does, just that it does it. And then if you're not the architect, you just want to be able to say to your architect, hey, yeah. I could provide you with a DWG file with an accuracy of 0.4 inches over the over 130 feet. Uh, how's that sound to you? Yeah, absolutely. I'll, That's I'll, about I'll... it. And Take it one step further, and that it across any industry, AC apps especially, you don't need to be a measurement expert to use the iGUIDE camera or system. 
Um, if you are, that's great, uh, but you can provide really consistent and accurate results, even if you are not uh, a, a measurement professional, um, you know. Okay, so it's not, not hard. Use the iGUIDE uh, Planix ca camera with the, the LiDAR. Uh, how how long does it take to get all this stuff back? I uploaded my file. Today is Thursday. It's uh, almost six o'clock Eastern time. Take me through what's going to happen. When am I going to get my files back? Yeah. So uh, as soon as you submit your data, you're going to get the iGUIDE itself back. So that's the 3D tour and PDF floor plans the next business day. We always deliver it the next business day. The DWG files take a little bit longer. I'm sorry, um, it's six o'clock Eastern time Thursday. Am I going to get that Friday or Monday? Friday. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there is one condition in that if you submit it on a Saturday, there is a, we don't draft on the Sunday. Okay. So you would but get it on the Monday. So today's Thursday and it yeah. is after business hours, but I'd still get it back tomorrow. You would? Actually, yeah. So the, it, the deadlines are a little confusing. If you submit it before 7 a.m., on the day you'll get it back that day. So we always say, just to make things simple for people, if you submit it on a Wednesday, you'll get it on a Thursday. Submit it on a Tuesday, you'll get it on a Wednesday. But actually, if I woke up in the morning and submitted it at 6 a.m. on the Wednesday, I'd still get it on the Wednesday, technically. Uh, DWG floor plans, though, take 48 hours. So they take a bit longer. Uh, and does that include the, the weekends or holidays? Uh, so that includes the, uh, or takes into account that Sunday buffer as well, or that that uh, non-draft. So if I submit it on Friday, I'm not going to get the DWG file back on Monday because you don't count Saturdays and Sundays. I think you, if you did on Friday, you would get it back Monday, right? 48 hours. 48 hours. Yeah, but you I wouldn't don't... get it on the Sunday, yes. Yeah, I, I'm going to say if you submit it Friday, it's probably going to be Tuesday because that would be two business days. Uh, very well could be, but I'll, 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 there's good news here though. Um, our times that we give are very conservative. I've noticed this as a company when looking at competitors, I won't name yeah. anybody, um, is that we, we definitely, uh, underreport our, our times We're we're very conservative. So that means that even if you submit and you expect to get it the, you know, you know, in 48 hours, you may get it way sooner than that. Um, okay. it really depends I think on the good news here is that, uh, what you're really comparing the 48 hours to or two That's right. exactly days that. is how long it takes an architect uh, to actually reconstruct the space from scratch with hand measurements and photos, which is something presumably no architect on the planet wants to do or a design of someone else's work. Yeah, they well, so to, if you they want to reimagine the space. If you look at um, capture time and then all the way to deliverables, like if it took you um, from a day to 48 hours onward to get that that file, that we're comparing it to something that might take weeks, <laughs> you know? So, yes. so it's it's very fast. We've got a lot of feedback and everyone says that it's very, very quick and they're very pleased. So that's great. Okay, cool. Talk to us about money. Uh, okay, so- All uh, oh, the money, that's the fun part, right? I'm a contractor. Uh, what, uh, what do I need? Uh, what's it cost? Right. So prices to get to as-built drawings vary wildly across the industry, but they're going to be up in the range of like... Um, well, first, I think I need a camera. So uh, that's correct. Yeah. I so buy an iGUIDE Planix camera kit. And that that's going to, under 3,000, that's going to include the tripod that you need. Um, and... Uh, then I, I go and 
shoot my 3,000 square feet, I upload this file that contains the photos and the scan data, the spatial data. How much is it to get back whatever it is that I'm going to order? So let, let's assume that for that 3,000 square feet, I'm going to order an iGUIDE premium so that I get the benefit of the annotations with the labels, the areas, the objects, the dimensions that you showed us earlier, yep. and that I'm also want to order a DWG file. Okay, so I'll make it, so I'll use your example, 3,000 square feet, because that's great, but I'm going to make it super simple for everybody. So we have price breaks over 10,000 square feet, and this pricing is all based on square footage, just to get that out there. Um, but just to make it super duper simple, it's two cents per square foot, or in some cases, three cents per square foot for premium uh, for the iGUIDE, and then an additional two cents for the DWG. That means the total cost is going to be four or five cents per square foot. Up and to 10,000, then it goes down a bit. So we don't need to worry about that usually. So what, so what gets two cents a square foot versus three cents a square foot? Right. Good question. So the standard eye guide is two cents a square foot and a premium one is three cents a square okay. foot. Okay. So, I, I, and I'm just going to say the audience, uh, if, if you're doing this and you're in the AEC space, you're going to want the the eye guide premium at- In a lot of cases, yes, we are finding that, that people do really appreciate the room dimensioning and the labels. Yeah. Yeah. For 3000 square feet, fully loaded with a eye guide premium and a DWG file, how much? $150. You got it's, it. And you're a Canadian company. Is that $150 US? It is. Yeah, that's US pricing. Right? And do I need a subscription? No, there are no subscriptions whatsoever. So with iGUIDE, it's pay per project. That means you pay once and you're done. And if you want, um, you can actually download all the information and keep it for yourself. So you own it. And how long is my virtual tour going to work? So it's so if you download it, it will work for as long as you keep it. Um, we include one year of online hosting, though. So if you do want to keep it online and share it with other people and collaborate in that way, uh, you get one year. Okay. I, I want to probe here because uh, the company was founded in 2013. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you've never charged yeah, after a, a year. Yeah, it's um, so the pricing the, is for online hosting is for a year, but in reality, uh, and the future may not be an indication of the past. But since true, the yes. company was founded since 2000, 2013, you've never charged any additional amount for the continue continuous hosting of the virtual tour after a year. That's exactly right. Yeah, we have considered it, but we it has never been. Uh, I've never been uh, action okay. here. So no subscription. Uh, what about the the data? Is that data used for anything? Is it my data? Do I? Uh... It is. Yeah, uh, we use it to train uh, our AI models and our drafters, physical drafters. But beyond that, it's you can take it and you can download it and do whatever you want with it. Yep. So I have the DWG file. To, and is there, uh, for the virtual tour, is there a player that I get with the tour that enables the plane of the tour? No, that's a good question. Yeah, so it's built in. So if you were to download the tour, it's web-based and you can load it into any browser you want. Yeah, the DWG files and other deliverables are obviously dependent on the software that you're using to, to load them. But the tour itself, the virtual walkthrough, you can yep, just load it in any browser. Okay. Um, anything else on pricing or ownership? 
Ah, it's a great question. So uh, the um, the pricing varies depending on two things: square footage. So it's all, this is all you really need to remember: square footage. Obviously, it's um, four or five cents per square foot, and the package that you choose. And so if you're choosing standard or premium, that's going to change the price. And then whether you're adding the DWG, which I think most people who are interested in well, this would for, be. for in the AEC space, I'm I'm going to say that that's what our show's about today. So yep. you really are going to want and but to make it super simple for fully loaded after you've bought the camera and the tripod, it's it's a nickel a square foot. Yeah, more or less. And can, yeah. uh, if I hit ten thousand square feet on a on a project, uh, there is a price break. Okay. Exactly. And, and, and um, I think the good news is all your pricing is on your website. Uh, it is. Yeah. Go I guide G O I G U I D E.com. And uh, of course, if you want to learn more about I guide uh, you can book a demo and have a conversation. Just simply go I guide.com. Uh, there's, uh, in fact, if you, if you're interested, particularly in the AEC space at go, I guide, there's a tab, uh, at the top for industries, you can select architect, architecture, engineer, and excuse me, architecture, engineering, and construction, AEC. Obviously there are tabs for other industries like residential real estate, real estate photography, facilities management, insurance and restoration. But for today's show, we've been talking about architecture, engineering and construction in house remodeling and house additions. Uh, and if you go to that, uh, that tab, you'll also can download a, a very detailed brochure. Uh, you can buy the camera at goiguide.com. There's a buy button. Um, uh, Chris, is there anything that we haven't talked about today that I should ask you about? Uh, you know, um, the one thing that I, I regret not fully exploring, which will only take about a minute is real time tagging or tagging. So one of the really interesting things about this, this whole process is there's all these little features built in that you can, you know, you may or may not know about. So the on-screen measurements I did briefly show, uh, but the real time tagging is quite cool. It means that you can, um, see things in the space and you can tag them while you're, while you're capturing the space um, and then uh, place them in, in 3D. Um, that was it. So so tag means like I can tag that this is a, um, a Bosch uh, dishwasher. Yeah, you can, you can basically, while you're scanning the site, yes, you can identify elements in space and just label them or take photos if you wish. Yeah. So okay. for a remodel, that might mean, you know, looking at data plates for appliances and furnaces and HVAC and kind of stuff like that. It may mean uh, reading utility meters or something. It could could be all sorts of stuff. Any reason why you might want to capture data on site, it saves you time because instead of having to get out your camera and snap a photo of the electrical panel, you can just add a, a tag, place it in the scan on the electrical panel. And then when you look at the tour later, it's just there. Um, so I, I've, I've found so that for clarification, that tag includes the photo you just snapped. Yes, exactly. If that wasn't clear, yeah, <laughs> that's why it's relevant. So just having the photo on its own is great, but having the photo placed in 3D space on top of the very thing that you've that you photographed in great detail is very handy. Awesome, Chris. Thanks cool. for being on the show again. Thanks for having me. We've been visiting great. with <laughs> Planetar product manager, uh, product marketing manager Chris White. Planetar is the company that provides the iGuide camera, the iGuide platform. 
for Chris in Canada. I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. This episode of WGAN-TV was sponsored by Momenzo. Create professional listing videos within minutes using your smartphone, automatic editing, and real estate video templates. Save 25% with coupon code GET25 at wgan.info forward slash Momenzo. Offer may be withdrawn at any time.